0: Okay, every year people ask me what they should get their swimmer for Christmas and I always tell them the same thing. Get a pair of drag socks made by Aquavolo. It's the perfect stocking stuffer for any swimmer. Honestly, there's no simpler training tool to build power in the water than a pair of drag socks. Go to aquavolo.com and use the code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout and save 10%. The offer's good only through November, so order now. All right, Steve Buckley, the uh, UK pool boy, we've got you at UK, uh, we got poolboy.co.uk, welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brett. Yeah, appreciate it. So you're a bit of a swim nerd, like, well, I don't know, I don't know if I'm in that category, but I love swimming, so I could call myself a swim nerd, you're in that category too, right?
1: For sure, yeah, yeah, I love it, you know, love looking at all the little bits and pieces going on. Following all the uh, all the results around the place, seeing who's on the up. So uh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: you can put me firmly in that swim nerd category.
0: <laughs> now you got a little podcast uh, going on with the London Raw, right? You're you're running that. Yeah, that's
1: right. So um, we've done a podcast on pool boys since the 2013 Worlds uh, with um, with a couple of others, Bob uh, who used to be on the BBC and, and Casey who used to swim for Great Britain, and then we have teamed up with the Raw for this uh, for this season of the ISL. So we've been um, speaking to their their swimmers and coaches and what have you and just getting a little bit of insight into the into the bubble like you've been doing with the with the current guys um and yeah. just seeing what's going on
0: yeah no, it's a lot of fun i'm loving it uh it's it's fun to watch for sure and uh we've got some exciting matches coming up i wanted to talk to you about those uh this weekend and early into next so we've got the the, the first semi-final i believe is with uh energy london tokyo and the New York breakers let's let's talk about that one real uh, real fast what's your opinion on how that'll go
1: well I mean I'm I'm very biased obviously that uh, I'd like the raw to do to do the business but um no pr- realistically it's it's energy who've got to be the favorites for that one uh they were obviously the champions last year um they've they've kind of built through this season so far I think Cali caught them a little bit on the hop in the first match um, with the rule changes and, and everything else. And and maybe they were, weren't quite ready for how the jackpots were going to work particularly. Um, but uh, I think out of the four teams in that first semi-final, they've definitely got the most depth. Um, they've got swimmers coming into form like... Um, Lesnikov in the backstroke, he's got better through. Uh, Sarah Sjostrom's back from her, from her injury and, and looking really, really great in the last round of uh, preliminary matches. Um, and then probably one of the rising stars of this this season of ISL in Siobhan Hawkey. So um, I think they're going to be a very tough um, tough team to beat. And the real battle is probably uh, between London and Tokyo for that second spot into the final.
0: Yeah, looking at, at both the, the semis, it, it's... Well, I guess the, the semi two with the the current and you get you got Cali, and then Toronto and I, and that's that's fairly balanced. Um, I, I would say that the the Toronto team probably the weakest there, but certainly in semi one, you would you would think that the New York team would be the first one to get eliminated in that one. It's it's pretty tight with the other three teams relatively, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair comment. Uh, I think the Breakers had a bad run of it in the way that the the fixtures worked out in you know, in the, in the preliminaries, um, you know, it's, it felt like they had a bit of a tougher run than some of the other teams, but yes, they were, um, they're the weakest of those four on paper. Um, with my, with my great Britain hat on, I'm interested to see how they, they go. They've got a lot of Brits on the team. Um, you know, Joe Litchfield has been swimming really well for them. Um, Molly Renshaw is just off the British record in the 200 breaststroke. And maybe with, uh, maybe they'll have a bit of a taper into this meet and there might be some good times from the Brits, but, um, yeah, I think in the context of, of getting to the final, they're, they're no. swimming not to come fourth, I think, is probably the, mm-hmm. uh, their best aim.
0: Now, ultimately, within the rules here, are we just looking at a top two finish advances? Is that what it is?
1: Well, we'd like to think so. I mean, the ISL have been a bit opaque about how this is all working, um, You know, how they drew the semifinals, for example, how the, the draw and the preliminaries went. But uh, I think you know, based on how the derby meets worked last year, I think we can be fairly sure it will be top two in each semi goes through to the final.
0: Yeah. Now the, the Tokyo team has been a bit of a surprise only because I don't really know all the athletes, but, uh, man, they've got some, some kids that can swim. That's for sure.
1: Oh, you're not kidding. I mean, uh, I think we all knew about people like, uh, Kasuki yeah. um, um, and one or two others, I'm sure, um, coming out of Japan, they lost Daya Seto mm. beforehand and everyone thought, oh, now that's going to be a real blow to their chances. And probably it would have been, or it has been, um, but they they've had some great women swim. I think the, the medley swimmers, uh, Yui Ohashi has been exceptional. Um, you no know, best medley swimmer in the ISL. Uh, and that's been a real strength for them. Um, and I think they've surprised a few people. I mean, Leah Smith has been excellent yeah. in the four hundred free. Yeah. Um, and then you never know what you're going to get with um, with Vlad Morozov. He's you know coming off disrupted preparation like everyone else and hasn't looked his normal self. But you know he's a big game performer, um, and maybe he'll step up this weekend.
0: You know the London team better than anyone, I guess. Where are they weak? Where where do they need people to step up? Um, well, I think, uh, and,
1: and we're speaking relatively here when we, we talk about weaknesses, you know, compared to their competitors, sure. obviously. But uh, I think men's sprint free um is, is a is an area where they're a little bit weak i mean duncan scott is obviously great in that in that space but um they're asking a lot of him i mean in some matches he's done the 100 free 200 free some relay and then done the 400 im on the same day um you know and they're getting him to swim all sorts of other events as well and that that takes a toll i mean mikhail vikofishev has shown some speed uh, maybe he needs to step forward um, they've got a new guy coming from Japan for this semi-final, which will help that as well. Um, Kazuki Nakamura, I think his name is. Um, someone out there will correct me if I've got that horribly wrong. <laughs> but um, that, that's probably one area. Um, and then they need the guys who came in a bit late from Bath to kind of move forward a bit. Um, no, they came off some even more disruptive preparation before they went to Budapest. They had two weeks in isolation and out of the water um before they joined up with the squad a week late uh, and i think certainly the guys from there who's, who are more distance oriented have suffered off the back of that so james guy and holly hibbert and um uh, and tom dean have not looked you know how we know they they can swim and that's been a relative you know weak point in the, the roster as well um particularly affects them on day two it seems um you know they built big lead over the current in their match and then the current were, were catching them all the time on that second day. So um, I think the day two performance and the men's sprint free are the areas that, that Mel Marshall needs to be focusing on for this semi-final.
0: Yeah. What do you think it's going to come down to for them to to sneak into that second spot? Because look, honestly, for me, I think energy are just too good in terms of the top end and uh, in, in what they can deliver. Now, look, they can surprise me for sure, but I think it's really going to come down to the, to, you know, the RAW and, and Tokyo for that second spot. Um, where where do you think it's going to come down? Is, is there a particular race that they need to perform in, or is there an an event they need to score a lot of points in? You think what is it? Um, I think they need to do well in the relays. Uh,
1: I think that's where they can build build points on Tokyo. Um, now we mentioned Leah Smith already. I think she's going to you know grab points back from on uh, the four hundred free, and I think a lot of it will be about. Um, in those races where Tokyo is strong, so the women's 400 AM, women's 400 free, not losing points to jackpots, I think that could be critical more than actually winning events. So uh, Holly Hibbert and Amy Wilmot perhaps in the 400 free stepping up and, and holding on to the points that they do win rather than losing them to Tokyo if, if Leah Smith swims a 358 or something. Mm. So um, that no, those margins are going to be where it's decided. I think in the in the you know in the the final shakeup, I think London have got enough depth to, to deal with that. But uh, they're going to have to be careful. And like you say, I think energy have got too much for both of those teams.
0: Yeah, it seems that way. What about in terms of coming down to the skins? What is, what's their best shot on the women and men's side to, to grab points in the skins? For London? Mm. Um, but I mean, it would be a big ask to get past energy
1: in the medley relays, I think. But if they do that, um, I think probably on the women, they would go backstroke. Uh, I think Kira Tissant has looked really good um well really good at the start and i think then they've gone into a bit of a heavier block of training and maybe coming out of that uh she can get some sharpness back i think that would be an advantage they've got over um emily seabom and and georgia davis in the energy team uh the men's side it's yeah you don't know where do you go i mean um no you might say breaststroke adam peaty but then you've got uh, shimanovic in the energy team uh you might say go backstroke and then you've got uh, Kolesnikov. You've got Risuki Array in the um, in the Tokyo team. So that's that's not a strength. And then the fly and and free are not the strengths for the London men. So I think they would probably go backstroke. Uh, would be my gut feel, but I'm not convinced they'll get that choice anyway. I think energy will take it and go yeah.
0: freestyle in both. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mate, uh, you've got the inside here. Have you have you had a chance to talk to Mel Marshall about uh, the the little? Um, Story she put up on Instagram in terms of some of the you know the cheating I guess you could say in terms of some of the breaststrokers out there uh,
1: I haven't I haven't spoken to her we we had her on as a guest on our, on the Raw podcast before the season started mm-hmm. um, but I've not had a chance to speak to her since um, my take on it is um, that it she highlighted two specific instances I think there's a lot of it going on mm-hmm. um, we saw another couple in the in the last um, match that just went through and uh, a couple of the medleys. Uh, particularly you know with the fly kick into the wall of the turn mm-hmm. um and i think it's it's a real shame that that we're talking about it now to be honest um, and not focusing on on the, the fantastic swimming that's been going on uh, i mean it's been a problem for years you know as we both know um, and it would be it would be great if there were, could be some way found to kind of crack down on it now I understand why the league wouldn't want to get bogged down in disqualifying people left right and center for something that people can't see very easily. And you only see on a slow motion replay afterwards, but you know, looking at that's the bigger swimming, um, the sport's got to find some way of, of addressing it because, you know, um, it's there and you can see it
0: clear as day on the replays and, uh, it's not a good look. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, give us your pick on semi one, give us uh, one through four. What are you, what are you predicting? Uh,
1: well, I think as we've said, I think energy probably for the win, I think raw have got enough on Tokyo, but it will be close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the breakers are, are swimming for, swimming for pride. I think, yeah,
0: probably yeah. Look, to look say. Way. All right. What about semi two? Is that a little bit more interesting for you in, in terms of, uh, the closeness you think, or, uh, at this stage, Cali looks like they're the team to beat overall, aren't they?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've, they've certainly looked the strongest through, uh, through the preliminary rounds. I mean, that's been built on I know, an incredible women's team performance really. And Caleb Dressel, um, so I think they are the favourites in that semi-final. I think the current will run them close, though. I think with the other two teams relatively, again being being slightly weaker, uh, the jackpots could come into play a lot. Um, you know, if if Dressel can pick up jackpots, you know, every time he swims, or if Ryan Murphy or Tom Shields can do the same, or, or Beryl Gastadello can do the same for the current, then again those could be big points that swing swing things the other way. And I think it will be. To and fro for a long time, but I think Cali will have enough to to get that done. Um, and and possibly the more interesting story in, in that semi final will be whether we can see any any world records go down because I think um, we've got uh, Nicolas Santos and in the iron team and, and Emre Sachi uh, mm. as well, who are you know, tenths, if not hundreds away from world records in the in the sprint fly and sprint breaststroke. So that's possibly more interesting than than the mm. outcome of the actual actual points for that match. Are there bonuses for world records in this? I'm sure there's a financial bonus. I don't think it has any impact on on the team points.
0: Yeah, right, right, okay. So ultimately, what's your what's your pick for semi two? Then how's it going to run one through four? Uh, I
1: think Cali have probably got it just over the current, um, and I think Iron will be third with uh, with Toronto trailing. I think yeah. it's fair to say, but uh, but it'll be interesting because you know Cali have lost one of their top swimmers in, in Melanie Margulis. Mm. Uh, who was the, the league's top 400 IM and I think she was right up there in the 400 free as well uh, and if we're, we're looking forward maybe one round to the final that's an area where energy were not strong either so you know energy will be looking at that and thinking actually we might have gained something on them here since that, that first match so um, that makes things a bit interesting you know as if we go through to the final
0: well based on Everything you know so far. I know it's uh, tough to jump ahead after the semi-final, but just uh, looking at the final, because I'm not going to get a chance to talk to you again, um, with everything you know today, who do you think takes it today? Uh, without having seen the semis, I'd say Cali. I
1: think I think it will be a lot closer than that match between the two teams uh, in the first round of the preliminaries. I think James Gibson will have learned uh about the tactics you know how the jackpots work i think the jackpots will be a lot less influential in the final than they have been through because the teams are all going to be that much more closely matched yeah so there will be them but there'll be you know won't see any of those big 30 pointers or anything like that i don't think um but i think cali could edge it and uh it's going to be close i think fair to say
0: yeah well it's a super interesting um, season for sure uh has been a lot of great swimming and and it's been fun to watch for sure what are your big takeaways from the season so far uh I think, well,
1: you're right. It's exciting just to have swimming back. Um, yeah. you know, here in Britain we've been we've pools are closed again. We've you no know, had nothing all summer. Um, you know, speaking to the raw guys and they tell you that their last race was in in February or March and mm. you know, and it's just crazy. So it's it's fantastic just to have the swimming going on. It's been really exciting. There have been some some great matches there've been some amazing swims as you say um i've loved watching caleb dress all his skills are just phenomenal yeah. um and the fact that he comes back and does it again and again race after race is just fantastic um no i've loved i've had the opportunity to speak to the raw guys i've loved getting to know some of the other swimmers in just you know not only speaking to them but on their insta and all those other things as well yeah um you know people like sydney pickram or alia atkinson you know amazing swimmers and really great people as well um but i think one of the things for this season that that i've really loved which is kind of an accidental byproduct of the way they've had to put it on is the fact this has been condensed down to six weeks and everyone is together means you've got a bit a bit more momentum behind behind the whole season you've you know every squad has had pretty much the same team week on week so you can kind of get into it rather than thinking oh well so this team will win because they haven't got those swimmers who aren't coming in for another two weeks and all that kind of thing. And it's just built that narrative through the season. So we saw the first match and we thought, oh, we were surprised by another current being much better than we thought perhaps. And you know, we were introduced to Maxime Rooney, who we haven't, you know people mm-hmm. outside the US won't have seen very much perhaps. Um, and then you can follow that through because he's swimming every round from then on. You're not like, oh, he's going away to go and train for four weeks and we'll see him in round five or anything yeah. like that. So I think being able to build that narrative across the six weeks of the season has been a real plus. Um, And I think it's great that they've got the final in Budapest and not, you know, waited to put it in Tokyo in five weeks time or something. Uh, So I think that's been fantastic. It's made it really exciting to watch and and kind of built the interest as it's gone along.
0: Well, this is the other fun part, man. I'm sitting here in L.A. right now. You're in, where are you right now? I'm in in Cambridge in, uh, in England. Cambridge in England. So we're just sitting here talking about swimming, mate. It's bloody fantastic, really, isn't it? yeah it is it is it is fantastic indeed i love it yeah. well, well listen steve i appreciate your time uh it's poolboy, boy that's b-u-o-y.co.uk right. um can find you there and great analysis mate i appreciate it and uh, looking forward to the semis all right oh yeah me too it's uh i, I
1: put it on twitter a few weeks ago uh i think it was the raws first match i hadn't been this excited about swimming outside the olympics ever and yeah. i know that's withdrawal symptoms but you know i've really really felt that through this it's been really really good i can't wait to see what happens yeah. this weekend totally
0: agree mate all right appreciate your time thanks it's a pleasure thanks Later, brett mate. bye are you in need of a pace clock looking to finally upgrade those ancient analog clocks the swim nerd
1: pace clock is the most innovative digital pace clock go to swimpractice.com to check it out